Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 39 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue talking with you guys about personal finance topics and things that I hope are uh, pushing you forward in your own financial life day by day and allowing you to have a plan uh, for what you're going to do when you move into the future and uh, into financial freedom if you aren't already there. Uh, today, we are going to continue talking about investments that maybe aren't suitable and aren't good for most people and uh, why that may be. Uh, yesterday, we started with leveraged ETFs and talked about those and why those may not be suitable for individuals as investments. And today, we're going to talk about penny stocks. Now, many of you have probably heard of penny stocks and uh, may have some comfortability with the idea, but we're going to go over what they are, uh, why somebody may not want to use them, uh, but why they are still meeting the definition of investing and an investment. And so we'll dig more into that as we go on with today's video. But first, if you could go down below and uh, click the subscribe button, big red subscribe button, uh, and then like this video and leave me any feedback in the comments throughout the course of this video, and I would be glad to get back to you uh, on that. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, uh, just go ahead and subscribe there, and that would probably do you a lot of good. You would see my content coming out day after day. Uh, and be able to listen to it every time it comes out. So uh, just subscribe there, leave me a review. Also, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan and check out my website for information about my financial coaching services. And that's www.mnowithdylan.com. So, first and foremost today, what is a penny stock? And how does that differ from a normal common stock like we've talked about previously? Well, a penny stock is. A type of common stock, but the penny stock is for small companies and it's these companies that are trading for less than $5 a share. That is the typical definition of what a penny stock is. And so it's really small companies selling for really cheap. And you may say, oh, well, this sounds like it could be a good opportunity because they're really cheap. They're really available to a lot of investors. Not so fast. And we'll talk about why as we move forward in today's video. Although some penny stocks do trade on the exchanges like the New York Stock Exchange, most penny stocks are uh, traded what's called over-the-counter uh, or on the electronic over-the-counter bulletin board. And it may also be done through privately owned pink sheets. Some of you have actually heard of pink sheets before from movies like The Wolf of Wall Street or things like that. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about penny stocks. There is no trading floor for the pink sheets or the over-the-counter bulletin board traded stocks, uh, and all the quotes are done electronically, so nothing is uh, in person. There is no physical place at which these stocks are uh, traded and held in these exchanges. So let's talk a bit more about what penny stocks are. Well, generally, they were known as stocks that were trading for less than $1. Historically, that's what they were known as. Uh, but that definition was modified by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, who is the governing body of financial markets. And the reason that they did that is, well, a, a dollar is not uh, worth what a dollar was a long time ago. So they modified the definition to uh, any stock trading less than $5 per share. And like I said, penny stocks are typically really small companies and 
they lack liquidity, meaning that they lack an adequate number of buyers in the market. So when you go to purchase a penny stock or sell a penny stock, getting an efficient price, getting a price that is close to the stated market price is going to be much more difficult uh, due to the fact that the uh, demand for these stocks is not very high. And not only may the price not be good, you may just have a hard time selling or buying at all. Typically it's selling. You may have a really hard time selling these stocks, especially when uh, there's a downturn because everybody will be dumping them who has them and nobody's necessarily gonna be trying to buy them up. Uh, so the, the extreme lack of liquidity, the extreme lack of demand uh, can really dry up uh, and investors want to uh, invest in penny stocks in any way, shape or form. And quite generally, penny stocks are seen as very speculative because uh, most individuals who are buying penny stocks are making bets. They're doing the equivalent of gambling in financial markets. And that's not what we want to do uh, with our money. And that's not how we want to invest. Uh, but penny stocks are no different uh, in many ways than typical common stock. Uh, but the size of the company can have a distinct impact on whether or not you invest and whether you're actually investing or whether you are speculating. And we'll talk about that moving forward in this video. So why are penny stocks interesting or unique? Well, penny stocks are uh, these smaller firms and these less known firms getting public funding. And so this opens up a world of investment opportunities to investors that was not there previously uh, simply due to the fact that smaller, less known companies are being given the chance to get public funding uh, that is not typically available to them uh, in the financial markets. And with their really low prices, what that does is it will entice investors to take a chance because, oh, it's only a small amount of money and if they pop, then uh, you'll make a lot of money. I mean, it can be uh, speculative in that way where individuals just gamble on uh, the price because it is so cheap and if it pops the the upside can be very very great but also if you put a lot of money into a penny stock the downside can be very very great due to the amount of money that you put in so there's hits and misses with uh, the advantages and disadvantages um, but that lower price does give you a lot of room for price appreciation uh, in these stocks so there are some legal and regulatory things to penny stocks that are particularly interesting and that you need to know as an investor. And so I'm going to read some of these to you uh, just so we'll, we'll have a better understanding of what goes on and how penny stocks can maybe make the transition to a regular common stock. So multiple events can trigger the transition from penny stock to a regular common stock and the company uh, whatever you know, company the penny stock is, can issue new stock in an offering that is registered with the SEC because registration um, is not required with all penny stocks. And so registration with the SEC, or it can register an existing class of securities with the SEC, meaning uh, it can take the penny stock that it, it, it already has and register with the SEC uh, and maybe be traded on a particular exchange uh, if that exchange picks them up. But both types of those transactions automatically require the firm to adhere to periodic reporting, uh, which is a um, mandate of regular common stock. They have to report to the SEC their financials uh, at least on a quarterly basis, and any material information has to be given as well. 
And so how this happens is that reports must be filed if a company has either 2,000 investors or 500 accredited investors is what they're called. And also if the company has more than 10 million in assets, then uh, it can be um, mandated to report to the SEC with those uh, regular filings. And usually companies with less than 10 million in assets and less than 2,000 investors don't have to adhere to the periodic reporting because it's not as important that they report to the SEC as it is for larger companies with more investors and more on the line um, when it comes to their information and the information they put out in the public. Now that said, some of these smaller companies still opt for transparency and they do uh, file uh, with the SEC even though they don't have to. And that's a really big deal for investors because that's how we can do our homework on these small companies. We can get the information from their financial statements. And that's the problem. That's why a lot of individuals don't invest in penny stocks is because there's a lack of information that you don't know much about them. Uh, but if they did opt for that transpar transparency and they do give you a lot of information about them, uh, then one, they may actually be a really good company because they're choosing a good practice um, and they may be putting out really good numbers uh, that may tell you that an investment is a prudent thing to do. And obviously any companies that are going to be in the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ or exchanges like that, they will have to register. They'll be required to register with the SEC. And if you're doing the um, over-the-counter bulletin board that we talked about earlier, if you're a penny stock that is traded on the over-the-counter bulletin board, then you also have to uh, register with the SEC. But if you're just on the pink sheets uh, and you have less than 2,000 investors, you have less than 10, 10 million in assets, then there's no reason. And so there will be a lack of information to investors in those cases. Now, once again, we're going to dive back into that old definition of investment by Graham and Dodd. I'm going to read it again. It says, an investment operation is one which, upon thorough analysis, promises safety of principle and a satisfactory return. Operations not meeting these requirements are speculative. And then when it comes to speculation, the object of a speculator is not to secure a steady return on his money at a good rate of interest, but to profit either by a rise or fall in the price of whatever he is speculating in. So we just need to remember those definitions. I've been reminding you every day this week. Why? Because those are our uh, yardstick to determine uh, what is and what is not an investment. And I called penny stocks at the very beginning of this video an investment. And so let's see why. So we ask ourselves the first question. And what's the first question? Does it promise safety of principle? Well, if you've done thorough analysis, then yes, it can promise safety of principle. So we can check that. See, the assuredness with the penny stock that you should invest in is really the same as with a normal stock as long as you have information. See, that's, that's the thing. If normal common stock are able to be invested in and they are considered investments, then so should penny stocks as long as there is adequate information and an adequate basis for you to purchase these stocks. So it would require that they did some kind of reporting to investors, whether it was SEC or whether they just put the information out themselves and you can actually get your hands on some historical information uh, from the recent past about these firms. And so that's what's going to help you to determine if there can be safety of principle. Now, this is not something I want you all going out and trying to do because the whole point of this video is to say that I don't recommend you uh, going and buying penny stocks and, and for many reasons. 
because they are and can be and can tempt you to be highly speculative and we do not want to speculate at a high rate. Uh, so what I'm getting at is that it can offer safety of principle and that's part of the definition of investing. So we're going to go ahead and check that box. Now you may say, well, aren't these small companies, you know, really volatile and isn't there uh, a lot of change in price and especially being as small as they are, small changes in price can be high percentage changes in price. Well, yes, but as we've talked about previously, volatility is not necessarily meaning that you're going to lose your principal. It's safety of principal, so safety of the money that you put in. And so if you have done your research and you know what return is to be expected and what the stock should be selling for uh, at a certain point in time, if it should be selling for more than what it's currently selling for, you don't care if it drops, you don't care. I mean, yeah, it hurts, but I mean, if you've done your homework and you know that there's a promise of safety, uh, then you're fine. So uh, yes, volatility happens, it occurs, uh, and those small stocks swing very heavily, but that doesn't mean don't use them as investments. That just means that uh, you have to have the stomach for it and you have to know uh, what your risk profile is as an investor. And then do penny stocks offer good returns? That's the second question. Do they offer satisfactory returns? Well, sure, they can offer crazy good returns, but you have to do thorough analysis. A lot of people have made a lot of money by speculating in penny stocks, but far more people have lost a lot of money by speculating in penny stocks and not doing their homework, not doing the thorough analysis that is needed in order to understand these companies. And don't get me wrong, most of these companies, they shouldn't be invested in by the typical individual. Why? Because there is a lack of information. You can't come to a reasonable basis as to what a price should be on that firm's stock. And so you shouldn't buy it. Uh, but there are some. There are some that you can. There is information and you can make a determination on whether to buy, whether to sell. You can make those type of determinations. Uh, it's just fewer and far between. But some of those really good ones, even some of the speculative ones, can offer crazy good returns. So, so upon thorough analysis, we checked safety of principle and we checked satisfactory returns. So what's that mean? It's an investment. It's a type of invest investment. So Penny stocks, type of investment, all good. Okay, but then we kind of go to, okay, well, why can't, why shouldn't we invest in it? Why is it not typically a good idea? Why would you uh, warn against it? So let's move into that. So as I said previously, penny stocks lack liquidity. They lack a liquid market to buy and sell in. And you may say, well, how does that affect me? Why is that a big deal? Well, there's this thing called the bid-ask spread. Okay, and even though there is a stated market price, and that's what you see on the ticker on CNBC or whatever business channel you may watch that has the stock tickers going through, uh, that market price is not necessarily the price that you're going to buy or sell at. Uh, every stock has a bid ask spread. And what that is, is nothing more than what individuals and companies in the market are bidding for the stock, so trying to purchase the stock at a given price, and what they are asking for the shares that they already have. And so obviously when you are at an auction, you bid up, right? So the bid is going to fall below the market price typically, and the ask is going to be above because you wanna sell it for more than it's actually worth. And so what happens is, is when you as an investor purchase a stock, 
you buy from who? You buy from the lowest ask. So those individuals trying to sell for more than it's worth, you're going to buy from the lowest priced one of those. And then if you are trying to sell shares, well, who are you going to sell them to? The highest bidder. So you're going to sell at the highest bid. And so that's where this issue of liquidity comes in uh, with penny stocks because penny stocks don't have a lot of people you know, bidding or asking. And so if not a lot of people are bidding or asking, there's going to be a big spread between the bid and ask, and that can be problematic. So let's just use this example real quick. Let's say that a market price for a penny stock was $1. And let's say the bid, the highest bid was $0.90, cents and the lowest ask was $1.10, so 10% above, 10% below. And let's say you look at the $1 price, and you say, well, I think that this particular stock can go to 150. So that's a 50% return. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a 50% return. Well, what you're going to end up doing from that $1 price, you're not going to buy at $1 if you go to buy. You're going to buy at $1.10. So what you just did was you just cut into your returns by buying at $1.10. And then when the market price hits 150, you're going to sell, let's say the bid ask was the same. And so you're 10 cents below 150. So you're going to sell for 140. So instead of for, instead of buying for a dollar and selling for 150, what you ended up doing was buying for 110 and selling for 140. So your returns got eaten away and it can be even worse than that. You can actually have a negative return due to the bid ask spread if you're just trading based on the market price. And not to mention, you can be going to try to sell later and the bid ask spread is much, much wider and much, much worse. And you can't find anybody to sell it to at an adequate price. And that can be an issue. So that's one of the reasons why I don't uh, I don't do penny stocks and I don't see any reason um, that it would be smart to do so because I want an efficient market, a good market like most common stocks have in order to buy and sell um, as needed. Not that you should be buying and selling a lot, but when I do, I want it to be done at the price at which I see or really, really close to it. Then this next point, we also talked about this. There's a lack of information and I need and you need information in order to have some basis in order to invest in an individual stock. I've told you before, do not invest in individual stocks if you cannot do your homework, if you cannot find adequate value in that stock uh, based on the fundamentals, based on the numbers. And with these companies, it's going to be really hard to do that for multiple reasons. And the multiple reasons may be that uh, it's not registered with the SEC, in which case, uh, good luck you know, getting that information from the company. Uh, or they are registered with the SEC and they're just so small and so do such a specific thing that uh, it's hard to really determine, you know, how they're going to make money moving forward. Or they don't have enough years of history in their financial statements in order to say, okay, well, this is enough time in order to uh, determine what they will do in the future. And so all of those things can really play a part in saying, I don't have enough information. If you don't have enough information and you try to purchase one or you try to do some kind of trading in penny stocks, you're simply speculating. And that's not what we're trying to do. We are trying to invest. That wouldn't be the case there. So uh, you have to make sure that you have the information that you need and it just really lacks with penny stocks. And then even further, something that I have left out to this point 
that has to be stressed is that penny stocks are penny stocks for a reason. You have to know that these companies are much more fragile and much closer to default on their debt or bankruptcy than the average firm is going to be. And so you have to be aware of that. You have to understand that these companies, they have a reason for struggling to get public financing. They have a reason that not many people want to buy and sell their stock. If they were just fantastic companies, somebody would figure out that they were fantastic companies. And just a guess, you wouldn't be the first somebody to figure that out. And so that is a, that's a tough line to walk when you're trying to find good stocks that are trading below $5 because they are trading below $5 for a specific reason. And that's typically because they're not very good. And let's not forget to mention along those similar lines that when there's a lack of transparency with a company, what comes with that? An increased likelihood of fraud and an increased likelihood of dishonesty from the company, especially if they're not required by the SEC to periodically report. And so that can be a huge issue for investors if you're getting information that is no good. And so you have to be able to think about all of these things together with these small companies and, and be able to make a decision as to whether or not it's worth it to you to dip your toe into this place. Um, but I generally warn against it simply because all these reasons compound. You put all these reasons together and you really find that it is so, so, so difficult to find good quality companies that are trading for below $5 that are going to make you uh, a good long-term investment and a good satisfactory return over the long term. That's not to say that speculating in one won't give you a good, really great maybe short-term return, but what it's saying is there was no basis for it. There was no reason. There was no you know, there was nothing you could have done to predict that there was going to be that short-term return. It was simply guessing. And so I don't want to guess. I want to have a basis for my decision-making. That doesn't mean I'm always going to be right, but with these types of companies, you need more assurance because you have so many things working against you in the opposite direction, in the uncertainty and ambiguity that you just, you need some things to hold on to. And those things are information numbers and assurances from the company. And if you're not getting those things, then you simply need to walk away. And you may need to walk away even before you try to get those things because this is just such a hard market to try to find legitimate long-term value. So what then is the verdict on penny stocks? Well, I think they are investments that do have a place in the portfolios of individuals and companies that have the time and resources to do adequate research and make a decision uh, that has a legitimate basis as to the value of that stock. And I'm just going to tell you, it is not most of you. So those of you who may be sitting and saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm the one that can do the research. I'm the one that can determine. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying you're probably wrong. <laughs> I don't like penny stocks. I have plenty of education on these topics and I don't like penny stocks simply because of the fact that it takes time. It takes resources. It, it really takes knowing something specific about a company or knowing, you know, 
not insider information, but just knowing the company front and back. And it's so hard to get information from these companies that how are you going to do that? It's just hard. And so I say, generally, I'm going to warn against them. Don't invest in, in penny stocks. It, it can bring you a lot of pain. I, I don't want you to have to deal with the pain of investing in something or speculating in something that you don't understand um, and then being burned. And so just bear in mind these things, bear in mind the warnings of this video because penny stocks, especially in this, in this climate of, you know, being able to get on Robin hood and buy stocks and being able to get on even cash app, you can invest in stocks. I don't think they deal with penny stocks, but, um, Robin hood can deal in a lot of different things. So, uh, where those things are so, so popular and, and people are just buying and selling things and speculating in things that they don't understand, you can really get burned by companies like this um, that are penny stocks that don't have a lot of information that you're not uh, investing in, that you're just speculating in. And I don't want you to get burned. Um, so just heed this advice if you could, because uh, I want what's best for you. And what's best for you is to find long-term value in your investments and have a basis for buying and selling the things that you do. Because I myself am not going to waste my time, money, and resources on penny stocks when I could be growing my money forward in other more legitimate places. And so I'm just going to keep pushing forward with my in investment uh, strategy and the way that uh, I invest for it. And it's, it's okay if you have gotten burned by penny stocks before. And it's okay if you have speculated in them before. But learn your lesson. Don't do the same thing twice. What do they say? They say that an individual who uh, does the same thing again and again, expecting a different outcome, that is the definition of insanity. And so don't be insane. Do the right thing. Learn your lesson. Don't invest in penny stocks. So, hey guys, thanks for watching this video. I really appreciate you. Go down below, click the big red subscribe button if you haven't already. Like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments if you have not done so already. Um, if you're on Apple or Spotify podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review there. Uh, follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan and check out my website www.mnowithdylan.com for information about financial coaching services and just to learn everything there is to know about this show and, and about me and, and what I'm about. And tune in tomorrow as I go in on a, on a fan favorite of the old schoolers savings bonds and CDs. And we'll talk about, uh, in a similar way to what we've talked about the past couple of days, uh, why I don't think they're good investments, but they are investments nonetheless. And so uh, we'll dig into that in tomorrow's video to cap off this week. So thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.